0: experience the ripple, effect. The, ripple effect. The, ripple effect. the ripple effect this is the empowering youth podcast from building Utah youth a nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities and now here's your host By board member, co-owner of Rapport International, and certified trainer, Brett Johnston.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Building Utah Youth Empowering Youth podcast. This is our episode three, and we are excited and honored to be here with you. I have Jeff Catano here with us tonight. Hey, everybody. Good to have you on board again. And JJ Janowski.
2: Yo, I'm in the
1: house. And our wonderful guest here with us tonight who is a teen graduate as well as a teen Eagle Quest uh, graduate, uh, Mason Orstrom, also known as, a.k.a. White Buffalo. What's up, everybody? Good evening. You know, Mason, we're we're honored to have you here with us tonight. Um, Been excited about this since the first thought of having this podcast. You were absolutely one of the first uh, people that we imagined having uh, come in here and share your story with everyone um you know the the purpose of this podcast is to make sure that we are sharing uh stories real life stories real life journeys of the the youth who are now adults and you just celebrated your 24th birthday congratulations yeah happy birthday awesome yeah yeah so we're going to start out with kind of you know just letting you you know share a little bit about you and then we're going to go take everyone on a journey and and let them uh, hear your journey so you know white buffalo Uh, How was your birthday?
3: It was awesome. Enthusiastic. But the thing is, is when you turn 24, I guess you don't feel any different than like. Who doesn't? I don't feel any different than I did when I was 23. Just I grow up and I got other things to worry about right now and going, climbing. And it's just a day. I got to go to the next day. So for those of you who don't know Mason, Mason
1: is an extremely passionate, enthusiastic, fun, loving, uh, gentleman. Uh, he's very charismatic. He cares deeply about his family and and his friends, but he's a very hard worker. And, you know, he really focuses on giving back and giving of himself. And yet, um, you know, Mason Mason's had a, a really fun, interesting, uh, tough journey like so many. So so Mace we're going to swing back and give you an opportunity to kind of give everybody, you know, a little bit of an insight into yourself and your life, uh, your upbringing, you know, family, friends, uh school, things like that and uh you know just just share.
3: Well, from the very start, I had a very different upbringing. For one, I only had my mom, single parent. She uh stayed there all the way through everything I was Premature, like three months. She I sat in the hospital for two months in an incubator, finished cooking, and she was there every night. Every night after work, she worked all day and then come to the hospital every night and fall asleep there. The nurse have would wake her up and tell her, okay, time to go home. So my mom is awesome. And I had good people all the way around me. Always. Spent a lot of time out working on the ranch started driving tractors when I was six working with my grandpa leading him. Cause he's, he's blind. So I, I was his eyes forever and always. And the dude is so awesome. And that was here in Utah mm-hmm, out Plain city, Plain city. Yeah. He he's coolest dude. He's, he always sat me down and he'd ask me why, why, you know, why did we do this today? Why did we do it the way we did it? And so from then on, I always was like, okay, why is this the way it is? What can I do better? Because he'd always sit down and he'd always ask, okay, next time we do this, what can we do better? Make it a little better. And so that always instilled a good work ethic in me. What can I do next time to make it better? What can I do to make it easier? How can I work smarter, not harder? Always. And then I started getting to an area where I started caring a lot what other people thought. I let them tell me what I was, tell me what I was supposed to do. And I stopped asking why, why do they have so much power in that department? And I just went along and became a leaf in the wind. And people told me that I was too much because I was so enthusiastic and outgoing as a kid. And it was too much for other people I didn't realize how I had to be darker so they could shine brighter, even though their light wasn't anything compared to what I believe mine is. And then I hit junior high and that's when I started believing everything that people told me. And I had friends, but I never engaged. I didn't want to show them my true self. I had locked that away because that was bad. that's
0: always a a hard time in everybody's life Mm because you're kind of feeling your way through and, Mm -hmm. you know, being part of different groups. And so it's, it's uncomfortable to start. So I could see that. And, you know, talk about the stories that, that we tell ourselves and
1: I've told myself stories for years and years. And, and the more often I tell myself stories, whether they're positive or negative, that's where I end up. And, And what happens in Mason is those stories that other people were telling you, you, I'm, I'm sure at first you didn't believe those stories. You had your own belief, but over time, the more and more we hear those stories and more and more you heard those stories, that's when it started to shift. So Mm -hmm. was that shift about junior
3: high when it it, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just pebbles being thrown at a glass window, little tiny pebbles until finally that window broke and then they could just throw in whatever they wanted and I'd just take it because I'd decided that that was okay and i i hit some dark places i i've seen the edge of the abyss of not turning back and i i i was packed and ready to go i was ready to just give up everything that i held dear in my life to find some peace somewhere else.
2: Mason, it, as you say that, you know, the listeners and it, myself, more importantly, I, I'm just thinking, what could you have told yourself in that moment? Was it the friends? Was it your father? Was it your family? That was, you said there was little pebbles hitting a glass. What it, it, was
3: it? it? It was a lot of, uh, I was a, like little things. And it always starts with little things like physical things. Like I was a bigger kid when I was in junior high, I wasn't as tall and stout. I was short and I had quite a bit of weight on me and everybody told me, well, you're, you're husky, husky, husky. And I was told every day that I was fat or dumb or, and then even at home, I got it so much at school that like when I take, uh, constructive criticism at home i started to take it really personally like so ryan be like well why didn't you mow the lawn today my stepdad and i'd be like well i just didn't feel like doing it cuz i was already really dark depressed i didn't want to get up leave, let alone see people or do anything and then he'd be like well you need to do it cuz you said you were going to do it and i started falling back on those things that i really should have worked on like my relationships with my family i just closed off and I received pebbles from everywhere because I took them for bad things eventually because everything was bad. Everything I had in my life was negative.
1: So, as you think back to being in junior high, um, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, pretty, pretty sensitive age, you know, in that, in that range. And think back to your, your friends right then at that moment in time and, and tell us about your friends at that time.
3: I had friends, but they were just there to have people. So I didn't have to sit alone because I didn't want to be the kid that sat alone. So I would go and I'd play basketball in the gym with them and stuff. But I, I never made any other inclination to like, hey, let's hang out this weekend. Let's do something. And I, I did have one awesome, awesome friend who moved in next door. And that was dreamer. And he was awesome the whole way through. Cause I mean, we're still best friends today. He's like my brother. And so we, we met up at a good time in that, in the, in that period. And that's only gotten stronger from there.
1: So you obviously mm-hmm. got your smile from your mom. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. And so tell tell us about your mom. She is the greatest lady in the world. If I could put her up there, she's above mother Teresa and, I mean, she's, I, I know my mom's always there. Like right now, she's probably feeling all of the anxiety and anything that I left at home <clears throat> coming to do this because that's just the mom she is. She knows she feels it. We get headaches at the same time. I mean, we, 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 we feel each other. So she always knew that I was struggling, always knew like, and she would tell me it's going to be okay. It's going to be Okay. And it got so sad to the point where, like, even her telling me I, I I wasn't believing it, and that was one of the worst things. Is like now I don't even feel safe with my mom because I was just so out there, and but she's she's there, she's you, always there.
2: Did you reach out to anybody at that time?
3: Mm-mm. I, I I I was going to counseling and. I just was thinking, you know, what do these people really see what I see? And I was struggling finding a good counselor who I felt understood everything that I dealt with. And so I, I, I buffaloed, you know, they'd give me stuff to do and I'd say, okay, I'll go home, meditate and do it. And, you know, and then I'd go home back to after sharing and then I'd start getting those thoughts, you know, that it will It doesn't matter what you share over there because it's not going to matter it's not going to matter it's not gonna make you feel better it's not gonna make me feel better you know and i'm so happy that i've had everyone that i've had because i wouldn't be here without people that i've met through those times like i i met brett during that time
2: how old were you at that time when you met brett
3: i was this is towards the end of junior high because it went a lot through into high school i i mean i i was i was really sick for a while all through junior high i i was depressed and moody and tired you know like most teenagers are i just took it really really rough and then one of the greatest things happened and it's so crazy and i hope i can really share i was sitting in my room over the uh the christmas break towards the end of junior high and uh i was done i I was like i said i was packed and ready and i was sitting there in my room and i had gone through the stages denial acceptance and i was planning and uh one of the best people in my life just so happened to do the craziest thing in my entire life my little brother is the most annoying thing in the whole world he will not knock He will not announce himself. He comes in, guns a-blazing. What's (laughs) up, man? And that night, he knocked on my door. He knocked on my door. Wow. What
0: went through your head when that happened?
3: It it, it was this... I, I felt this huge relief. Like, he came at just the right time to stop everything. Just to hear a voice out there somewhere in the darkness to say, hey, this is not the right thing to do and it was over the stupidest thing he just wanted me to set up the xbox he got for christmas he just came down for the stupidest thing knocked on my door mason will you help me set up my xbox and i stopped and i slept in his room for a week i didn't go back to the room because i had the tool that i was going to use sitting in my room for a week ready to go but i didn't want to go in there because i knew i needed to be out of there Out of that place that little physical place where i set up so much negativity and i had to be out of there and then that summer i went to rapport wow so it all happened at just perfect timing like dominoes falling just doom 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 your brother's younger Mm -hmm. i take it so how by how many years uh so he'd be almost seven years so he's 15 something like that
0: have, have you ever gone back and had a conversation with him and told him how much you know oh yeah he made a difference
3: oh yeah he he has this uh little symbol with it's like a it's a heart with wings and uh me and him will get it tattooed when he's old enough but he was just like my little savior so like he i told him too later on when he could better understand that I was in a dark place and he fixed it in just that moment.
2: That's incredible. I've got chills just,
3: Oh, and wow. And I faced those demons. I faced those dark thoughts. When I went through, I I got help from places that I'd never thought that I would get help from either, especially internally. What do you mean? It was during the closed eye process. And I'd gone through so much that weekend already. I was so out of my comfort zone, being around people, doing all those things, being, I had this epiphany that I can do it. If I just, I can do it. I can go all the way, all the way to the end and be just as happy as I feel now all the way to the end. And there's really nothing that could stop me. There was nothing physically in my brain that could stop me it, mentally, emotionally, nothing that could stop me. And I hold that every day, put it on like a bulletproof vest every morning. And I followed it all the way. I, I wake up in the morning and tell myself, I'm having a good day. And if I run into problems, I will fix them. Um, I, I do that. I'll fix them all the way through. And it's crazy to think now how different I thought, you know. Like you, you go back and you're like, well, I go back and I, I'm thinking, how did I feel so so alone when I had so much around me, so much in me, to get through that, and I had to be shown that I had a better time, and I will always thank Mr. McKinney, my trainer, because he told me he said Mason you are going to leave the greatest legacy I've ever seen in this world. And I've held that all the way. Cause that's all I want. I take those, the words to heart that when I'm gone, people are going to come up and they're going to tell me, look at me and be like, he freaking did it. He survived all that. And he's tired and he's beat and he gets to do what he wants to do next on. And then whatever comes. I'll be ready for it. Mason, I got, I got to ask this
2: because you know, there's kids out there right now in junior high elementary, God forbid elementary that are going through similar things that you've been going through right here. Listening to this podcast, you mentioned it, but I maybe just a little bit deeper. You said, God, if I could go back to that time, I couldn't believe I was thinking that, that I didn't have the surrounding. What's your advice to Mason back then
3: right now? Don't give up. It's going to be a better day tomorrow. It's not always hard. And the little little things you take are the best things. It's not the big things. It's take those little things, the trips to the grocery store, the walks in the park, the anytime you just stop and look at some, anytime I stop and look at something to just be like, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I get to see that. All those people out there that feel like that, don't give up.
0: And I also think, Um, you know, when you're going through what you did, you also build up these walls and keep other people out that, you know, look what happened once you went through the program and you knocked down those walls Mm -hmm. and all of the people, um, around you in your life that have made such a tremendous difference Mm -hmm. for you.
3: And, and the greatest thing is now I know how to show them how much they do mean to me. All those people around me, I keep them super close and I tell them how important they are to me every day, like just little things. (laughs) Now my little brother and sister are older, but you know, we say we love each other in the craziest ways. Like, uh, we'll come home and Kylie will look at me and I'll look at her and we'll be like, how was work? Work. We'll just be like, you got it. You got it. Every time, every single one of my family members, now we know that we can say to each other, you got it. You can do it, you know, because we believe in each other like that. And they've seen me completely change. How has your relationship changed with your stepdad? Back then I could have killed him because he was hard on me and he was teaching me how to be a man like fathers do. And I was sensitive and in a crazy place. And now I'm thankful for it. I'm so thankful to have him in my life and for him to be a part of it. And I couldn't imagine a better person to step in for what wasn't there in my father. And he took that and he raised the bar 20 more feet and did everything he could and cares the most about everything I do. He always lets me know that that was awesome. I already know he's, Probably listen right now. As soon as this is over, he's going to text me. That was awesome. Good job, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you were talking about earlier about um, you had friends uh, just so you didn't feel alone. And yet you uh, had a stepdad and a mom who's just your rock, your, your mm-hmm. solid place, your you know biggest supporter, right? And you weren't aware mm-hmm. of them. Uh, like you are now mm-hmm. and uh, you know JJ asked you to ask you a question a minute ago about what what advice would you give and you know think back to the last year that everybody's had I mean people um ha- were struggling before mm-hmm. a lot and now people are struggling even more because they've been separated people haven't been spending time with each other just like anything else you have to work on it so if even if it's a relationship even if it's family has to be worked on. You have to mold it. You have to put the time into it and invest in those relationships. And people have not been able to do those things. They've been stuck at home or homeschooling. Uh, There's a lot of kids that have had to homeschool and I can't even imagine what they're going through right now, having no physical contact with their friends and things like that and attending school through a computer. And this was 10 years ago basically right that that we're having this this time when this all evolved was Mm -hmm. it was a decade ago and so thinking back to those people we talk about in the training often how you you never know the difference you can make in someone's life by simply being kind to them or saying hi or hello or walking with someone or sitting with them when they're eating lunch all those different things and you had people in your life at that time that did love you. You said that your mom could feel you. Everything that was going on, she could feel those things and sense those things, and yet you got to a place where she couldn't help. So what looking back to other people, or looking at other people right now going through those same moments and those times, you know, what's your advice for them if, you know, they don't have those specific friends? Like you say you have a best friend right now that's still I'm sure you have other friends.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I, I get, I have this thing where I get along with everyone. Don't know what it is. It's kind of a good and bad thing. Cause you meet some weirdos. Or you, I meet some weirdos and I, you know, I have to talk to them for 15 minutes on the street, even though I just said, hello, I, I gotta know what's going on. I'll ask, I'll be like, Hey, how was your day? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't mind hearing stories either. I love a good story. If you're going to sit down and tell me a story, I'll listen. And if you are together, the people around you don't, don't take it the wrong way. Everybody's scared. I I was scared. My family was really scared there for a moment when we were all stuck at home and you know, uh, Braxton's doing school on the computer and I'm worried about, work because i don't know how covid's gonna affect it but stay close and don't scare each other be there to support each other and and call there's so many ways to get in touch with people that you you haven't seen call them do a movie i, I me and dreamer had a movie night we sat at home ate popcorn instead on sat on facetime all night and watched like three kung fu movies it was friggin' awesome and i know everyone's gonna make it out Because I know that if one person's not there, there's good things happening that will help you find support, especially right now. People are becoming more and more aware of things in their lives, especially now. And it's awesome that I get to see it too. I get to see that even though something crazy happens all over the world, I know because i fix my world that we can fix things that are going on in a good and positive way is there anything
1: different now about um your friendships than uh than before at that teenage era
3: i don't just find people to be friends with i'm very inner circle i find those people in my life that I can really, really, really connect with, and I keep those people close. And before it was just so I had a friend, even though they weren't the friends that, uh, are supportive. We, they all did their own thing and I did my own thing and I never was asked if I was okay by those ones. So in all reality, if I think about it, like I didn't have many I didn't find people to connect with because I didn't want to connect. But now that's all I can think about. I, I, I want to find people in my life that bring it more, more and more and more and more. And I don't bring in those people that I feel won't guarantee that they'll lift you up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's good. That's an awesome way of putting it. I like that
1: way. Yeah, no, we focus on, I focus on surrounding myself with people that push me, right? That, that people that expect more from me, therefore I expect more from myself. I see the greatness in them and I push them. And when every time I raise the bar for a friend or, or somebody in my life, I know that I have to raise the bar for myself as well. And I know that that's what you've been doing. You've been continuously raising the bar one of the things that you talked about um your grandpa Mm -hmm. and spending time with your grandpa and being his eyes and thinking back at that point in your life and and it's obviously brought you tremendous awareness but what are some of the things that helped you see by being his eyes
3: it's crazy what a blind man thinks about because they can't see it so they feel everything my grandpa feels everything the dude could put together. He still puts together circuit boards and stuff because he's a master electrician. He still writes them. he sits at his big old magnifier and draws out his plan. And I learned to be smart. I learned to think about things before I did them. Because if I can't see it, I got to feel it. So it also taught me to let go sometimes because he trusted me every time we went somewhere, hiking, four-wheeling, hunting. He always trusted me and let go of everything that he was scared of because he trusted me. And he he instilled an amazing sense of ability to create a different place. Because at one point, you know, my grandpa's out in the woods and he's freaking out because I had to go around a tree. And I come back and he's like, Mace, where are you? And I'm like, right here. Gotcha. And we, we built up so many little systems. We'd be hiking and I'd kick a log. And that man, he had to step over it. He'd just hear it and step over it. you know. And I'd let him know every time. And I said to stop and think, like, just leading him in Walmart. Okay, there's a hanging shelf. So I got to move him to the left. There's a person walking. got going to move him to the left. And so it taught me so much compassion, especially for people with special needs was he born with other uh, sight? Or? it's uh degenerative okay so it it it's gotten worse and worse and worse so when he was like 12 he could see things but it was really blurry i still took him four-wheeling he'd ride in a four-wheeler behind me and watch the brake light as i went down the road <laughs> it don't ever go driving with a blind person <laughs> good advice. Thank you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, we we had to do it. And he just said, you just tell me left or right. We're just going down the road. So he also taught me to have fun with things. Don't ever work without singing a song in your head. Because he always had one. And I'd hear it repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly all day long. Did you ever ask why? (sighs) I did. And he said, I only do it when I get bored. Cause I get bored too. And you don't think I sit over here and think, Oh, we got to get all this done. I get bored too. He's like, that's why we take soda breaks. Cause I get bored. Love it.
2: Oh, awesome. How old is your grandfather still alive? Yeah.
3: And how old is he? He's 72. I believe. Is he going to listen to this? Oh, well, I'm going to tell him to listen to it. I'm going to tell a couple of people. So I got to give a couple of shout outs every once in a while. That's right. You know, Mace, uh,
1: when you went to uh, TLB to team leadership breakthrough, you were talking about being in that closed eye process and having that just moment where you started to really imagine and see and feel things different in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So what were some of those big awarenesses at that moment?
3: I realized that I didn't have to be so sad and that I could really push myself to be so much better than I already was in a short amount of time. So I learned to push myself and push myself and push myself, because eventually I'll get what I want. I'll strive for it, I'll, I'll scrape every inch of everything I got to get there. And when I was sitting there, I just heard this voice and it it's funny, but it was my aunts and she, she, she had been passed for a while, but she was, she was amazing. Cause she was always like, always there. It was the aunt that would come up and you know, the aunt kiss you have to do and dance with you on the dance floor at family reunions and stuff. And she just said, you got it. You got it. And I don't know why it was her. I just, I I felt so much happiness that I hadn't felt forever, that I hadn't been allowing myself to feel for everyone that I had and everything that I could do and everything that was possible. I I, still, to this day, I still meditate because of that one closed eye process. If I need to really work on something, I'll meditate it. I'll sit there for three hours if I have to until I can get down into that place and that safe spot and work on it you know I, I i i built everything out when i was there i built how i wanted to be i built everything that i could do all the possibilities all the lanes everything that i'll do everything that i'll face up I, I seen it and i conquered it and i haven't stopped since
2: your grandfather said something every day we want to do it a little better. was that his words? Mm-hmm. What can we do better next time? Love that. And I think, you know, that resonates with me right now. You know, it's building Utah youth. We talk about the ripple effect, the drop in the water. It's not a splash. It's not a boat blowing through. It's that 1%. What happens when you hit 212 degrees? You can move a freight engine. It's 1%. 211 to 212. It's that simple. Just a little bit better. Love it, Mason.
1: You know, Mason, you, you go graduate uh, successfully from TLB. That was a happy day. It was I remember awesome. that day very clear. And you had a lot of support there for you that day.
3: I, I filled up, I think, a quarter of the stand. I, I, my cheering section was pretty loud, too. We, we usually are. We're, the, we're not quiet people.
1: And today you're wearing your, your t-shirt from graduation.
3: I felt it. I had to put it on. I seen it in the cloth. I seen it in the drawer, folded up and I opened the drawer and I was like, yeah, that's being war.
1: So just for a visual is, t-shirts, an all black t-shirt with a, a big empowered uh, word on the front of it. it says empowered in white. And, um, that's really the outcome that w- we're after with the training is that at the end of the day. When the when the dust settles and the tears are done falling and and the frustration and anger and all those walls that Jeff talks about are down and the doors are open to all the love that that you've recognized right and all the people that are there just cheering you on that cheering section section that um, you're empowered that that you know that it's up to you you are the one with the keys right to your Your legacy, as you put it, that's your legacy. You're writing it right now. And so you, you graduate from TLB and you go home and you came back pretty quick and you started giving back.
3: I love being on team. It is the coolest thing in the whole world. And the only thing super better than that is working with chef because that dude will, he makes you think, he, he makes me think. And in funny things, he puts a chair in front of me. What? How do you move this? How do you get around this? And I'll move the chair. He says, you can't move the chair. And he says, you must be on the other side. And the only way to do it is to climb over it. So he made me climb over a chair in the middle of the kitchen with sharp knives and stuff around. But it was (laughs) still fun. I still have a great time. I love being on team. You got to... Tell people who you're talking. about. Okay. This is chef Ron. He's the chef. And I believe the general manager of rapport leadership international. And, uh, he is the funniest dude in the world. He has the coolest accent it is so much fun to just sit and talk to him. And, but don't ever give him lyrics to a song because he'll <laughs> sing it backwards He'll, he'll mix match him and he's, he's so awesome. He's so awesome. I love working with him.
0: And that's one of the beautiful things about the program is when you go through, then you can come back and go on team to go through and help train others.
1: Yeah. Come, come and give back and see it from the other side and, and continue to unwrap and unpackage your own thoughts and feelings and go back in there and re-challenge. You know, I, I know that for myself going on team repeatedly, that was the biggest challenge Difference maker for me. It was the training was fantastic and amazing, but it was the continuous effort of giving back that really helped move my you know action because I was doing it regular. It wasn't big big movements; it was small movements often. And you go home from TLB Mace, and you're you know, now you're starting to feel that love and your the the relationships. So tell us about the relationships at that time with your family and friends, yourself, most importantly.
3: Um, I cared a lot more. I never went any day without telling someone that I loved them. Like every day. I told everybody, even if even if they had bugged me that day, you know, I love you. I stopped more at my grandparents. I, st- I stopped. Now I stop once a week at each one to just, just to say hi. I don't even care. Just to say hi. And I I looked for better people. I found I, I found so many people just just at rapport that were so awesome that I could realize that I could have really good relationships in my life. I just haven't. And I'm I'm sad that I didn't get to do that. That I could have found more people. But you chose. I chose. You chose to have different people in your life and the
2: five closest friends in your life, do they make a difference? Every day.
3: There's not a day that Dreamer don't text me 20 times saying, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Want to play PlayStation? It just, it just reminds me that he's there. And then get—and then if I don't answer, I get the text. Why ain't you answering? I'm going to stop by your house if you don't answer in the next three texts says I want to know if you're alive. And just those little things. People that text me every day and say, Good morning. Have a good day. We do it every day. We Snapchat each other every day. Hey, have a good day. Hey, I hope your job works out today. You were worried about it last night. Hey, I hope you get that footing dug dug today at work. You know, and Dreamer's a mover. So I always tell him, you lift any heavy stuff today? Just as a joke, because I know he did. Probably a safe piano. But I I can banter with people a lot better now, too. I can take the criticism. I, I work in construction. So every day, you know, are you going to hit that with your purse? Are you going to hit that with your purse? And I can be like, no, I'm going to hit it with your purse. <laughs> you know, and, and I learned to find those those funny things with people and to really get to know people and it, it and it's changed everything. It worked just like I said, at work, I, I can really create a team around me that I feel has my back because I can really get in touch with those people and tell them, okay, this is what we need to get done today. And I can tell them exactly how to do it and they've got it. So it's changed how I work around even just meeting new people, I, 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 uh, I love to meet new people. I love getting to know new people and being the charismatic and enthusiastic person because I really get to bring it out. I love going to concerts and just talking to the dude in the next row about the lyrics of the song, and it I, I can open myself. And I also realize what I don't want. I don't want people that say. uh, Hey let's hang out. And then. You know changes it. And I don't want those people that. Say well I don't think you can do that. I don't think that's a good idea. Tell me why it's not a good idea. I want the people that can t- say, well let's see if it's a good idea. Let's 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 work this. And I that that's the biggest change that I've had. And in in my family, I I'll never let them go ever now. They're stuck. It's rough on them, but they're stuck because they've got me and I'm I'm not letting them down.
1: So right after high school, you and 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 now it's kind of time to uh, adult to some degree right and you jumped in with both feet Mm -hmm. but not before attending Teen
3: Eagle Quest that is an experience for me I didn't realize how much I still lied to myself I'd gone through all that work all that push to realize that there's still more work to be done and there's more you can do. And there's always that little bit of voice that shows up still. And I just have to do everything that I, I learned to do and say, okay, you got to stop because I don't need that right now. I don't want it. So I, even when something shows up, be happy. And I, and then white Buffalo showed up white buffalo is almost so ingrained he's like an alter ego when white buffalo shows up he shows up and he don't stop for nothing or nobody because he's 10 foot tall and he's bulletproof and he just don't care if he wants to do something he's down he's he's ready to go he'll he he leads me onto the dance floor he pushes me out there he says do that move do a twerk. And I'll be like, no, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> so how did, how did
1: you uh, come up with the name White Buffalo?
3: This leads back to my grandpa. We used to go camping a lot. And I spent a lot of time hunting in a tent and sleeping close to this dude on a cot in a little tiny tent hunting. And every morning we woke up, we already had Indian names through our family. We already did that camping, and it was a, a fun thing we did. We used to call ourselves uh, the Heller We Tribe. We didn't know usually where the, the heck we were. And I got the name Chief Buffalo Breath. Because every morning when I woke up, Grandpa would be like, Dang, son, you got the Buffalo Breath. And I took it because I, I it was already part of me. So it was there, and the white was... Everything that I am, I'm this big old bright light to everyone around me. And I'll, I'll shine through the darkness because I've been there and I'll, I'll show you, I'll, I'll help you. I'm not going to bring you down. I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to tell you, no, I'll be there. I'll help. I'll do whatever I got to do. So the white was just this big old bright light. And I could think of no other thing to call it except for white because it's not a glow i i it can't ever be a glow it's gotta it's gotta be brighter than that It's gotta be that nice big old bright white light and and then it was also cool in my head to see like a big old white buffalo coming out of the clouds and so I took it and it was mine and i I use it all the time. I still write w b on everything for white buffalo because nobody else can steal it. Mason and I met for the
0: first time tonight when he came walking in a little while ago and to sit here and listen to your story is absolutely amazing. And just how much, how positively it's affected your life. It's super touching. Amazing. Yeah. Mason, it was
1: probably, I don't know. It was a couple of graduations ago. It was a couple of years ago now because we didn't get to have any mm-hmm. classes last year. So it was a couple of years ago. You jumped up at graduation and gave one of the, the deepest, just, powerful speeches about a little boy. And I was wondering if you could you know, share that speech, even though I know that um, you might not know word for word, but it came from your heart and your soul.
3: I have seen and wandered places that were dark. And I wrote this little thing about a boy who got lost in his mind. And he believed that nothing was good. Everything he touched was bad. Everything he didn't accomplish was right there behind him. And it was gnawing at him. And then he found himself. And he learned that he could be enthusiastic and powered. And push himself and be happy and not let anything get in his way. And... I I didn't realize how important that story was until I got up and I shared it. Because I you know even with all the work I don't talk about it all the time. And it was amazing to show everyone that I'm still here. I didn't do it. I I am here before you. And I'm better than I will ever be. And at the end of the story, I said, and all will be known in due time for what's next. <laughs> and I, 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 and all will be known in due time. You never know what crazy thing I'll be up to next. And I, and that's one of my favorite parts is all is I never know, but I'll, I'll get there and I'll know what to do at the end or before. You know, it's that saying, the higher you go
2: up, the better the view. But you always continue to climb. Sounds like you, Mason. So where do you see yourself, White
1: Buffalo? I mean, right now, 24 years old. Extremely passionate, enthusiastic, and fun-loving, and, and just you have, do you have that white
3: light. So where do you see
1: yourself going from here? What's next?
3: Well... Right now, I'm a, just became a foreman at my job, worked hard for it. I became a mainline digger. I've been working in the track hoe nonstop. I'm pushing myself every day to get everything done, stay on task. And I, uh, I'm also uh, buying a house. And for me, that's awesome because I'll have something that's mine, a place. And it's just adulting. To that next step. It's an important step for me, and I'm ready to face it. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm so excited to keep going and going and going. Especially at work, I've been doing so awesome, and I'm, I'm, I'm there, and I feel it. And I, I'm, I feel my team coming together at work, and we're getting stuff done. And I'm staying right on it and I'm feeling that feeling and I I am so excited to see how awesome my next relationships go because I've got so many people left to meet I I, I still got to meet Morgan Freeman and I, I I gotta I gotta meet the guy who's gonna tell me the next day hi, hi you know i i i i and i i i will always love my family like i said they're stuck they're stuck even though sometimes we get older and stuff gets hard i i, I get older and stuff gets hard and i can't wait to see my little brother and little sister do what they do next cuz you know i'm I'm there and I'm always looking back to see how good they're doing. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see the progress and I'm excited to see some work. And especially with Braxton, cause he's, he's at that junior high and you know, he's feeling it. He feels that heavy pressure of what's to do next, you know, or he's in high school. Actually, he just started his first year of high school and he, he's starting to feel that, you know, what, what do I need? What do I do next? And I can tell him, well, you got to do this and don't do it this way because I know don't do it that way. And so I'm excited. Uh, th- that's it. I'm excited to see what I do next.
0: It's gotta be just feeling it. Make, it's gotta make you feel really good um, to be that emotional support now where you couldn't give that before in the situation that you were in to now be able to pay that back to your brother and your sister and everyone else around you.
3: Oh yeah. Like Kylie, I tell her all the time, just like I said, I, you can do it. You can do the work thing. And she's pushed herself so hard, so hard. And she's doing so awesome. And it's so cool to see her really pushing and becoming that first part of the adulting thing that, i had to do because i was always used to working i i did it for a long time and kylie not so used to it because she just she was always a dancer and did a lot of after school and i i went to the ranch after work after school and worked on the weekends everything i did always spend it out there and uh i'm i'm super happy that i still get to Do that and that they will ask like when my little sister, you know, she gets a boyfriend and then they break up. She'll still come up and she still asks for a hug. It's the first thing she does because she knows that I don't care. I'm not going to be like, well, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. She just knows that she can just get that one second uh, or five seconds, a minute of quiet. Let me just feel something instead of being talked to. And I'm really good at that. That's why I'm such a hugger. I've been told a million times, and this is not bragging, that I give the best hugs in the world. But I'm certified, kind of. You should charge. I should. I should. (laughs) I really should. Money-making show right here. (laughs) And I'm excited that I get to keep pushing and do the next thing and do the next thing until... I can take the time and be like wow look at all i've done i've i did this i overcame this i pushed through this i i did this amazing thing and i i get to build i get to keep building that's that's it's what i am i'm a builder i like to make things i like to build anything and i've all got it figured out And if i don't i'll figure it out
1: wow mace been an honor to have you here with us uh Know at twenty four years old to just have the deep love and respect for the people in your life is is truly just special. Um, I know that you look at those people and you cherish them for everything that they are, everything they've done, and and now you're that person, right? You're that person that's always there for them, and just being here tonight and sharing that little piece of yourself, I know that it'll make a difference for that one person who feels like they're alone who feels like they're in that dark place who who really is thinking about giving up that there are people that love you and care about you and and want the best for you and you have those tough people those bonus parents or or parents that that really do love and care about you and and you know it, it's going to be okay you can do it right
3: mhm every day you just got to get up and you tell yourself I can do it. Even if it's hard, I'll do it. And don't tell yourself you can't. Don't push the snooze. So when the alarm gets off,
1: goes off, tell yourself you can and get out
3: of bed. And get out of bed. Even even for people who are walking 10 feet to their desk because they're working at home. Get ready. You know, like tell yourself that I'm worth it. Because you're worth it. You're so worth it to do everything you can for yourself. And remember that you're worth it. You're worth more than anything you got. Anything you got, you're worth it. Well, White
1: Buffalo it has been a fantastic hour with you. And I couldn't imagine it being any better. Love hearing your story and, and you sharing your life. And I know that it's going to make a difference. So we want to thank you for taking the time to come here and share. And for those of you who are listening, if you find some value, share it. You no know, uh, simple as just recommend it for someone else to listen to. This is Mason Orstrom's story. This is where he's at. This is what he's done and been through and had the courage to come here and share because he knows if he shares that he gets that much stronger and we look forward to seeing the, all those dreams come true. Yeah. Thank you, Mason.
3: Yeah. Thanks Mason for thanks. sharing. Thanks for having me. I look, look, One more crazy things I've successfully done. I got on a podcast. Hey! Little battles win big wars. That's right. right. Thanks, everyone. That's all.
0: Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.com.